The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Michelle Kwan. In 1996, the world was in the midst of a massive cultural movement that saw women finally taking center stage. Nowhere was this shift more apparent than at the 1996 Summer Olympics in Atlanta. This audience was the loudest thing I have ever heard in my life. The noise, everybody's cheering, and we see all these USA flags. It was the most important summer in women's sports history. And team after team after team, the U.S. women kept winning. Basketball, soccer, softball, gymnastics. I just said, give me mine. Like, give me mine. Join me for Dear Media's Summer of Gold, presented by Together. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Uh My, My life just consisted of wanting to be in this world since the time I was a little kid. It was just acting doing theater, doing musicals. Never in a million years did I think that I would end up on a reality TV show. It was like the last thing that I thought I would be doing. Well, whenever they say you find something that you like love, it's not a job. It's never been a job to me. So I just, I, I really love it. And I, you know, also I was broke and like, like evicted from my couches. apartment, sleeping on couches. So like when I got my first movie made, I was like, I'm never going to stop because I never want to go back. Oh my God, you guys, I am so ecstatic for this episode. This one goes all over the place. It is going to wake your Monday the fuck up. We talk about the tea, the juice, Vanderpump realness. It also has a lot of heart, some tears. We do some baby talk. We talk about addiction, recovery, and more. Randall really opens up on this episode. And I think this is a really cool side of him for everyone to see. And it's just so obvious to me why Lala is so in love with him, especially after meeting him in person. He's charismatic, he's funny, and he really, really loves Lala. And on the same token, I can totally understand why Randall thinks the world of Lala. We're going to get into that in a second. They are life partners, teammates, and they share a new baby. I'm sure you've seen her on Instagram, Baby Ocean. She is so adorable. And I feel like her and Zaza need a play date ASAP. If you end up liking this episode, you should know that we did a swap on their podcast. So you can go listen to sort of the part two on Give Them Lala and Randall. So you can go listen to Michael and I on their podcast. It's called Give Them Lala with Randall. The episode is live. So you're going to get a lot of us today. All right, let's just do a little intro. Lala Kent rose to fame on Bravo's Vanderpump Rules. You may have heard of it. She's also become widely popular, obviously, throughout the media. And she coined the phrase, give them Lala. She recently wrote a book, which I read and absolutely loved. If you have not read it, I highly recommend it. She's very vulnerable. And she's also an actress. She's played the lead in a role in a Lionsgate horror film, The Row. She's worked with Al Pacino, which we discuss in this podcast. And she has Give Them Lala Beauty, Give Them Lala Baby, and Give Them Lala Skin, which is so major. She's a total entrepreneur. So it shouldn't surprise you that her partner, Randall, is also an entrepreneur. He's directed a film, but he's also been a producer on 110 movies. Okay, I looked this up and his movies have grossed in excess $1.2 billion. He has worked with 
everyone, okay? Again, we go over this from Bruce Willis to Al Pacino to Nicolas Cage. He's also a husband of three, and he's just an all-around cool guy. I could not be more excited to welcome them both to the podcast. And at the end, we'll do a little giveaway for Lala's book. I hope you love this episode as much as I loved doing it. Enjoy. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. All right. We, I feel like we need to continue the conversation that we were just having, <laughs> which was about night nurses and nannies. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to have to ask Randall first because I feel like you have the most experience. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are it's non-negotiable. <laughs> if you work hard and you can afford it, you do it. So Lala tried to tell me to go shove when I came up with the idea of the night nurse. I told her it's non-negotiable. I'm not going to be tortured. So we're going to have a sit down. You're going to meet 10 of them. Yeah. You're going to pick one and pr- pretend it's like a standby, a standby. And then... She met her and now she cries every time she leaves. So that's no, what happened. No, seriously. But Lauren, you can, because you've had a baby, when you're <laughs> letting it cook in you for nine months, you don't think anybody can take care of it the way you can. Like once it comes out of your body, you're like, I'm not handing my baby off to some woman at night. And then you go through like a couple of nights and you're like, <laughs> who do I hand this baby off to at night? Yeah. You know what's so funny? <laughs> Is I had the absolute opposite experience of you. Really? I was like, when the baby came out, I was like, here, Michael. (laughs) Because Michael is so much more responsible than me. Like, he's so responsible. I'm a little oblivious that I was actually scared. Wow. So I was like, take the baby. Really? Wow. Oh, yeah. Well, she was a little bit more. I, I grew up with younger siblings. So I was around like my youngest sister. I was nine or 10 when she was born. So like I kind of grew up with little kid. Right. Yeah. So I was okay. not uncomfortable. My sister has baby. Like, we have, like I was not yeah. uncomfortable with babies. I was, uncomfortable. I was like, grab me that baby. You know? I was uncomfortable. So I had opposite experience. See, I feel like I thrive wow. at six months. I become rock star dad six months like when they could communicate like smile back not on the nipple all day you know like i feel like there's a bond happening. i i disagree with you because ocean <laughs> is only five months and you've <laughs> been rock star that... since three i mean the first couple all right she's on the boob all the time and it's like he's like kind of worthless but you you're a rock star no i i thank you and i i feel like i am but i feel like there's a deeper connection for me as a dad to my daughter once she started smiling at me she hears my voice she lights up kicking excited now it's like i can't get enough but you know, yeah i was definitely in it from day one like any parent would be but there's yeah, this you're a dude that's got his shit together there's yeah. there's this magic that happens as as She's evolving. But Randall's also very chaotic. So like when he's looking at something for too long and it doesn't do anything, he's like, so can I look at something that is doing something like zero? Like I could just stare at my baby doing nothing. I could stare at anyone's baby doing nothing now that I'm a mom. And he's like, she's not fucking doing anything. Well, she's sleeping. She's like, oh my God, look at her. I'm like, she's doing the same thing she's been doing for three weeks. Randall, sleeping. I think we have a little more in common. <laughs> I'm like, can you do a trick? Like, <laughs> like oh, please. Like, yeah. and then I get, it's like, you're two weeks old. Like, shouldn't you be talking already? Like, what is this? No, then I try to walk her around now. Like at three months, I, I hold her and yeah, she yeah, yeah. walks. That's I'm like, good. Yeah, I'm no, like, she wants she to was going to be bull-legged. Because I heard that when babies are like super young, if you stand them up and put too much pressure on their like soft bones, they can get bow legged. And so I I was constantly trying to like manage him as a parent. Okay, right. Okay. First of all, (laughs) I have two other kids that neither of them broke. Okay. And then she will treat the baby 
like it's this porcelain thing that's going to crash. So I pick the baby up and her and the nanny go, oh my God, you're going to rip her arm out. I'm like, stop. I've done this. Leave me alone. Like, let no, me Those be. arms are really strong. I mean, that's 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 why they can grab on. They can like hang on to anything. He's going to defend Randall just because it's like the guy. Like, you I know, know, right. Well, I think you're kind of defending Randall too. I kind of have a little on Randall's yeah. side. Well, I'm the one that's That's just because it's a reflection of herself. Randall, I still have more in common with Randall. It, no, that, that's totally okay. Let, let me I'm say gonna this. let it let me, slide. Okay. Let, let me say this. I and I and I really mean this. Like, you know, when you have a baby for the first time with your partner and it's our first child and she's so excited and she was you don't really know what you're walking into, right? Because I know her for five years. Like yeah. we've been together. I know everything about her. But I will tell you, you are the greatest mother ever. You the love you have Aww. for our daughter is is really <laughs> beautiful. But, she is all in. Every second, every minute of the day. Listen, that's really sweet, yeah. but you better cut that here because it made me look bad. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm getting the daggers here because that was so sweet and so nice. And like, so, well, see, one I'm thing over here. I will say about Randall is when you first introduced him on Vanderpump, I immediately oh got him. Like, really? I, immediately. What? Really? I got That is true. I, I, what did I say? I, I got it. She's completely. like, yeah, she's like, I get it. I, wow. get, I got the whole relationship. I know that sounds crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. And I then mean, I read your book because I wanted you also to come on the podcast, which was amazing. And you explain in your book, you guys' relationship and your love for each other. What is something that people don't know about you guys that they'd be shocked to hear? I think for me, people would be shocked to hear that Randall, I, I don't have, uh, we don't have a shared bank account and he does not provide me with a credit card or anything like that. I think people see things that I may have. And granted, he's given me very beautiful gifts. He provides a very amazing lifestyle that very few people get to experience. But I think they think that I just am around twiddling my thumbs. I have a nanny come in so that I can get facials and pedicures and I just go and, you know, max out his credit cards. So I think that would be the most shocking. Yeah. They, what they, what they, would you, they're assuming that like this this arrangement, especially because the age gap is like, you're just being taken care <laughs> I'm of. I'm a sugar baby Yeah, yeah, yeah. in their eyes. Yeah. I mean, I never I, took that. I, I never thought that. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, she she's like, yeah, she she I, I think people don't give her the credit for being this badass independent entrepreneur who makes seven figures a year, you know, and, and that's people want to hold on to a narrative that was that, by the way, you said I created you set the I totally narrative. Let's set be the honest. Narrative. I mean, but at the same token, you know, I, I, I think sometimes they miss that part of it. But I think the thing, I don't know what they, what else they, well, you strike me as someone that would be bored with that lifestyle. Even if that were like, she would, like, that wouldn't last. Right? She like would. if you were like, Hey, he's just taking care of everything. And you're sitting around eating bonbons like that. I don't think that the relationship would work. No, she, she's, no. she's like, she, she wants the romance and the love and, sure. and, and the real relationship. And that's well, why I mean, I feel like if I could be attracted to people just for the money, I, I would have gone for someone a little richer. I think that you okay. find Randall incredibly right. interesting. It seems like he's this is the overshare podcast. I'm allowed what to say that, You share that, right? whatever you want. What okay. No, this is literally share whatever I, you want. God, God, How big's God. your dick? <laughs> okay. Okay. So yeah. you could share whatever you want, but... I, I do. I think she's, you're so interesting. You're well-traveled. You've, you've lived this crazy life. Like, I think I totally understand why you guys had such a strong connection. And I think people, this, my whole life, people are like, oh, she, blonde hair, fake tits. They dismissed me. Right. right. And there's something kind of funny though, about kind of just continuing that narrative. Right. Just to kind of prove it. Just like, <laughs> let him think it, let him think it, let him think it. Right. And you build then, your empire. And then kind of right. like, yeah, build, yeah. yeah, it's almost, I kind of get off on people that 
put me in a box. Yeah, see, she goes the other you way. Know what? She, I, no, you go the other way. No, you, she there, gets there very are times where I get tilted. frustrated by the box, even though I created it. Yes. It's like at some point I would like people to allow me and, and I don't want to discredit the people who have really allowed me to evolve and into like just a, a person that's entered her 30s, become a mom, like I'm engaged to this person. But then there's that small percentage where they still comment the gold digging whore. And it's like, do I, do I like let it slide or do I just like try to prove these people wrong? Like you, you kind of feel torn because it is annoying. And I feel like at the beginning of Vanderpump, when Rand was like the mystery man, everyone was calling me these names. And I was like, oh, you think I'm a whore? I'm going to wear my thong bikini and my tits out in front of your boyfriend, you know? <laughs> Like, I'm going to show you, like, this is what that looks like. It was almost like I wanted to rub salt in a wound. I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. But he you wanted know, to fuck with their psyche. But I think, 100%, she, I think she gets affected, was. honestly. I, get I think she gets affected by, at this stage in her life, like a little more affected by what people say. And I try to tell her, I'm like, Lala, it's a narrative you wrote. Who gives a shit? Most people know that you're a successful businesswoman and the people that don't, why do you give a shit? So she holds on sometimes a little too tight. Well, here's what, what I, I would say with the boxes. The boxes, even though like they're directing those comments towards you and they can be painful, the the boxes, the reason people want people in boxes is because it's a reflection of themselves, their own life. Like they yeah. need everything. Like if it doesn't match up with like what they've been told is okay, what they've been told is the right way to do things, what they've been told or is the right way to live. Or if it's not right or left and it's maybe right. in the any, middle, right. right? It's not black yeah. or white, it's Correct. in the middle. Like it's, it, it, Then anything that falls okay. outside of that box is a reflection in, uh, on their own insecurities, right? And so right. like you can't, I, I don't think you can change those people by telling them they're wrong. I think the only way is to for them to come to the realization like, hey, like maybe I shouldn't put people or myself in a box right like it's more th their issue it has nothing to do with me yeah, it's, it's like why that. we see like polarizing characters and they get the most attention because it's jarring because people aren't used to like that doesn't fit in a box that i was told was okay Howard totally. Stern's a great example yes you are a huge entrepreneur though when i look at your stuff i'm like she's got her skincare line your makeup line you've written a book i mean <laughs> yeah. what is it i don't get what i don't get the gold digging thing i tell them to come to my page <laughs> I'll talk to them. <laughs> right, you'll put them in chat. That's amazing. to talk to you. Oh my talk to my page. You seem like you are a savage. I never respond to anything that is criticism that's not productive. Okay, I like oh. if someone says like you say like too much on the podcast, that's something I could work on. You okay. know, that's I could I can work on that. You're right. Yeah. But if it's something that is so goddamn crazy, yeah. I either will respond and check them and then post it in front of everyone on stories or wow. I don't I don't give it any energy anymore. Don't give it any energy. No. But you, you know, do. I got, you do. You give these people too much. No, I definitely get affected. I don't <laughs> like them to see me sweat though. So I usually will, you know, delete a mean comment, but then I'll spew about it all day to whoever <gasps> will fucking listen to me. Yeah. So it got to the point where I was like, you know what? If Instagram is providing me with a tool to turn off my comments, I'm going to implement that. Okay, so last week we were in Nantucket with a bunch of our friends and we were popping rosé. The rosé was flowing, but I have to say we woke up feeling great. Like we were downstairs at seven in the kitchen making pancakes, coffee, 
drinking orange juice, watching Bluey with Zaza, ready to go. And I am going to give a big shout out to No Days Wasted for that. Like No Days Wasted is here for you. They have this thing, okay? It's DHM Detox and it's a vitamin for when you drink. Why I like it is it's an herbal supplement. So it's packed with antioxidants, anti-inflammatory ingredients, and it's plant-based. If you know me, I am all about the anti-inflammation. So this is a great herbal supplement for when I am enjoying my rosé, my skinny margarita. And my friends also agreed. I carried a bunch in my purse. I gave it to them and they didn't have any brain fog the next day. I'm telling you, we were up. We were ready. We were working in the kitchen. Like everyone was on their computer. It was crazy. They all kept asking me for no days wasted throughout the whole entire trip. We all took two capsules after our first drink. You can do you here. You could try one to start whatever you want to do. They come in these cute little aesthetically pleasing packets. Put them in your purse. Give them to your friends when you're enjoying a couple of skinny margaritas. So they use this research science to help boost your body's natural response to alcohol. And it helps break down those toxins. So no brain fog, no feeling gross the next day. You're waking up, you're working, you have a pep in your step. For just a couple of dollars, you can bounce back and support your liver all at once. And you should know it's a completely risk-free purchase. So if you don't love it, they'll refund you on your first box. But I know you're going to love it, I'm telling you. And of course, we got you a 20% off your entire order and free shipping in the United States. You're going to head over to nodayswasted.co slash skinny and use promo code skinny at checkout. That is nodayswasted.co slash skinny for 20% off your order. Enjoy. This is you were done with it. She's turned off the comments. Like I turn, I think you should keep them on. Let you it, should? Oh yeah. Let she them go. She can't. She spirals. I I'm serious. Text me. I will. T- t- You'll no. talk me off the ledge. First of all, oh, 90 God. second rule, Tony Robbins, favorite what? rule ever. What? what? You 90 seconds for a problem. Oh, you that's... got 90 seconds and then you got to get the fuck over it. Oh, I love wow. that. 90 seconds. Lizzie, you want to feel miserable. You can feel miserable. You want to feel sad. You feel sad, but then you got to move on. Like, 90 just, seconds. 90 seconds. Like, and like, you Honey, can't... this would change your life. It would change my life. Because and you want to know what? I actually have minutes. heard this when I used to audition as a kid. My mom would tell me you have 90 seconds to feel however you want about this audition and then you have to act like it never happened and we have to move on. So why would I not put that into my daily life? Oh my God, you just changed my life. Yeah, that's amazing. You're wasting 90 minutes on someone. No, 90 seconds. No, but normally you're you're wasting 90 minutes times three 90 minute sessions. Okay, you're wasting all day worried about (laughs) with some stranger in the basement. Depending on what they've said, yeah. Yeah, 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 totally. Let me tell you how it starts and I love her because, (laughs) but she starts in the morning with calls me. I need to talk to you. Now I'm in the middle of my job oh, no. where I make money <laughs> yeah. and I pick up the phone in the middle of a meeting because she's my number one. And I say, babe, what's up? She goes, okay, <laughs> on the housewives, this chick DM me and fuck her. And I go, hold on one sec, guys. Sorry, I'll step out with all the lawyers. And I, I sit there <laughs> because I have to, I want her to feel that everything she's feeling is important. So I go, babe, remember what I told you? This is bullshit. Like you have a great life. Like you're a successful woman. Let it go. Okay, but you don't under, okay, so it goes on for 20 minutes. Then I get off the phone and she feels good. I go back into my meeting. 30 minutes later, text, call me right now. Call back. <laughs> and it goes on for three hours. Then she comes in the office in the afternoon because we work together in the same office and she'll continue the conversation. If I could get 90 seconds, it's no, a life changing. I'm it's doing it. You know what? I'm great at preaching to people. I'm not great at practicing. Though. I'm going to tell you how to rethink this. Oh, this okay. is great. Tell this me. Is great. Every minute that I spend 
on someone else thinking about them takes away from my business, takes away from my daughter, takes away from my relationship. That's what I wanted to say. And That's once you can literally unlock that, that ev- the 20 minutes spent on the phone with him takes away from you putting it into Lala Beauty. It takes Correct. away from you with Ocean. Like it's, it's draining your productivity to something that's not productive. Correct. No, you're absolutely correct. And I correct. write about this stuff in my book. I say, if it's not worth anything, if I can't do something with it, not spending time on it, but there are moments that I fall into a hole. And I don't want to say that I do it every day because I definitely I don't do day, it but, every but, day. But there's a lot but of there are roadblocks. certain moments that definitely I feel <laughs> triggered and I'm just like a dragon and I'm ready to burn everyone's fucking house down in that moment. And Do you think it's because of the show that you feel like that? Because like the show has created this thing where people can just respond the second that they see something on TV. Yes. This, this, I don't think I was meant to be in the world that we live in right now. Things are way too fast paced. Things are way too, you know, your, your mind is being shoved with things left and right. Like I cannot keep up. So if I can control one little thing, then I obsess over it. Does that make sense? Yes, and I also think, in your defense, that a lot of us can go and have a margarita at the end of the night, and you're sober. What a great and you're point. Dealing, you're dealing with, you maybe don't, I don't want to say that a margarita is a tool. No, but she doesn't have but that for, thing. But for a normal person who is not an alcoholic, that is something nice to be like, you know what, it's been a really fucking hard day. I'm going to have a glass of wine, or like, I'm going to just like finish this bottle of rosé, and then tomorrow we're back at or, it. Like, or on Friday, or on Friday I night, you go out with a group, blow and, you, off and, some you, steam. and you feel no pain. Right. She doesn't get any of those outlets. So that is a good point, because she brings that up to me. She's like, I don't get to just go have two cocktails that I want right now. I have to work through well, let's not forget i mean like you've obviously been around this lifestyle randall you've been around yeah. this lifestyle for a while but then both of you now are on tv and the way that like the way people come at lauren and i is not nearly how they come at you guys because you're no. on this public platform that's reality television like it's almost like we've it's had vicious this, yeah it's vicious and it's almost like because these people are on television they've greenlit and like they, they signed up for this they right. signed up for the world to commentate yeah. on yeah. our lifestyle and a lot of people don't empathize with you guys because like well they get to live this great life and they're on television. They have That's this it. platform, right? And That's so it's like, it. it's almost like you're, they treat you as if you're not even human. Right. 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 Like I'll, you're not real. And I'll give yeah. you, I'll give you an character. example. Sometimes I, um, back when I first got with her and, and I had to face this kind of like, I thought, I thought when I met her, I, I mean, I fell in love with her. I thought, I, I just have a great girl and she's my girl and she's on reality and I make movies and that's different. Like we're never going to cross worlds. That's never what I was gonna, trying to say. Yeah, like, yeah, in like, the world of like, movies, but yes. But, right. Yes. But I'm like behind the scenes. So I thought never am I going to be associated like publicly. I, I didn't realize the reach she, her fan base, the world she has, you don't get that choice. They suck you right in. Yep. They want to know who you are. And, and the next it, thing Randall knows he's doing opening titles of Vanderpump. Slow down, fucking slow rules. down. So I, we'll get to that. <laughs> We'll get to that. You, you know, yeah, you make it like I signed. No, it does. But I think when he got with me, he I was didn't like, know. Lala I didn't know. does reality TV and that's for her, her career. job. And that's right? her career. And I have my career and they're never going to cross. I didn't know that the world is like, oh, you're with her. So guess what? Now we we're going to bring you out. We film her real too. life. I had yeah. no idea. I was so naive. because well, even the I, way I just, that they, it tra- wasn't your they world. Tra- tra- right. or treat traditional like actors and actresses, I feel is different than the way they treat way people different. on television. Like nobody's di- going to Jennifer Aniston's page <laughs> and, and going ballistic no. and like d- dissecting who she like, you know, it's in no. a different way. It's a more, right. res- in my opinion, it's more, and I listen, what do I fucking know? But it's no, a more respectful a hundred percent. And they also feel like what they're watching on TV because they're in reality that they have the right to say whatever they want because yes. that's who they are. They're not reading a script. And I feel like when I got together with Lala 
and they would start coming for me on my page when I, all I had was a movie page. Like it was about, oh, these are my actors and we're making a film and ha ha ha. You know, now it's like, you fat fuck, <laughs> you old fat fuck. And First I'm like, of all, you look very, very good. You look you. young, you look thank tan. You. Anyone who wants to say that, come to my page, bitch. <laughs> but you know, I wasn't ready for that. And that's hurtful because I never had that in my life, right? Other than, you know, I was bullied a little bit as a kid, but never like it. Yeah, you're a businessman, you're behind the scenes. Right, totally. And, and, and it doesn't matter if you, if you ate too many cheeseburgers or you're on a diet, nobody gave a shit in my business. So that was really, really hard for me in the beginning because I would call her up and I'd be like, I'm going to lose it this blah, 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 blah. And she's like, baby, you got to just let it go. You got to let it all go. And it took me a long time. It probably took me probably a year and a half to, to, to be like over it. Like just not care anymore. Right. I, mean, I wonder I just, if you went by the name fat Rand, if people would fuck with you as much. Cause I don't think anyone fucks with fat Joe. You're not fat. <laughs> no, what, what, what the fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with you? Fat Rand? Crazy people. But you know, if you think about like, think about all the people who like that go with the first That was the worst the line game. you've ever no. given me. I mean, now <laughs> I might not talk anything. to you when we leave here. No, she's saying like, be, like, be <laughs> I mean, sarcastic. If you just owned it. Like, yeah, like, let's call her Gold Digger Lala and Fat Rand. That's what I mean. No one would fuck with you because they're like, Oh, they've already no, kind of but owned I, it. But I, but, but I mean, it was like, but that whole world of like insulting, body shaming me, I was like, what the, what just happened? Right. And then as the years went on, I started to get numb and I started to just not read the shit. And then I started not care. And then, you know, I also was never going to be on a reality show. That was another thing I swore on, on, on to, to everybody that would never happen. And then, you know, this one was like, well, they're, really putting pressure because you're in my life and it's been three seasons and they're starting to talk shit about you every season. And it's baby better. You just show up and, and a, a few times. And I was like, that's not a good idea. And then I went and met with the producers and, you know, we had a conversation that I could do it minimally, et cetera. And then I, I did it, but yeah, it was, well, you have a lot of charisma and I'm sure they wanted that into the cast. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure. That, I'm sure they wanted to showcase that too. He I adds such a fun yeah. element. The stuff to the I show. do is light. Like I do it's all very the fun light stuff, like goofy and fun. Th yeah, I think. When it that's... seems like you get, a, I mean, and maybe this is the teller, but it seems like you get along with most of the people. Like you guys yeah. actually like became friends with a lot of the people. Yeah, you no. Were already in that group, but like, but for me, yeah. Yeah, I would say by the time I I appeared like the last season, a few times that I did. I knew everybody really well. We've been on a lot of trips. I four years. I'd been friends with them. So it was a little easier at that point to say to her when she asked me again, she's like, babe, I, I mean, I I'm showing my life, but I'm not showing my life. And I was like, okay, if, let me talk to them and see if I could do this on a minimal level. And you're right. I knew everybody. So it was a little easier at that point. I would love to get context on you. Like what, did, what did you want to be when you grew up? How did you get into this business? I Me? feel, yeah, I feel oh. like I've never heard your story. I'm going to go cliff note version That's because okay. I, I, I ramble. She likes to say, so <laughs> I grew up in Miami. I grew up as an actor, as a, as a young kid, I went to like a performing arts high school. And while I was there, I was obsessed with movies. So I made a lot of short films. Then I went to New York and I went to film school. And I was obsessed with putting everything together. So I was good at producing. Like, yeah, that's basically what my track was. And then I moved to Los Angeles where I met my best friend, Mark Wahlberg, and worked for him as an assistant. And I kind of did the assistant thing, ICM and for Mark. And uh, I just wanted to produce movies and, and I was obsessed with it. I, I was like my dream. And I was trying to raise money and everybody in LA was full of shit and 
throwing, kicking me, you know, down the street, kicking me down the street saying, oh, they had the money, but they never did. And then after like about at 29, I met my producing partner, George, who's my partner today. And he was a hedge fund guy and put money up for our first film. And we've now made 125 wow. movies together. It's insane. Wow. Yeah. I'm a little obsessed. With I will I say every time I hear him speak, when he goes to like certain schools and tells his story. It is so inspiring every time. It's like I've never heard it before. Every time I hear it, it feels like the first Thank time because bet. it's just crazy how you take this kid who's been making movies since he was, you know, a small child and he just knew that this was going to be, you know, yeah. you were destined to do this. It's really inspiring. I love well, it's that passion. Story. Like when you, whenever they say you find something that you like love, it's not a job. It, it's never been a job to me. So I just, I, I really love it. And I, you know, also I was broke and like, like evicted from my couches. apartment, sleeping on couches. So like when I got my first movie made, I was like, I'm never going to stop because I never want to go back. So like I got upset, almost obsessed, you know, I just wanted to make as many movies as I could. Who else is infatuated with white shoes? I know I am. I cannot get enough of white sneakers, white slides, and white Rothies. You've seen these all over my Instagram. People are obsessed with them. They're fan favorites. They're made out of plastic water bottles. Fully machine washable because there's nothing worse than when someone steps on your white shoes. I'm talking to you, Michael Bostick. I just throw mine in the wash. I'm ready to go. They're super sustainable. They're available in tons of shapes, styles, and colors. The specific one that I was wearing while I was in Nantucket is the white one. It's the sneaker. I size exactly what my size is. You don't have to size up or down. They also come in other colors, but like I said, white is my jam. And most importantly, they're kind of essentially selling time because you don't have to sit down and lace them up and do that whole thing. You honestly just slide them on, okay? The sneaker is the way to go. There's nothing crazy. They take two seconds to put on, but most importantly, they're comfortable. Even when I put them on new, I don't have to like wear them in. They're ready to go. I wear these with my skinny jeans. I wear them with leggings. I wear them before and after a workout. I even wear them with like a white short. You can also get your husband or your boyfriend or your friend a pair because they have newly launched men's shoes. So if you want to do a matching situation, you can. I should note that Pop Sugar named Rothy's one of the most comfortable and cute flats you'll never tire of wearing. I would agree. These are comfortable. You can throw them on with anything. They're affordable. I find myself having like four pairs throughout my house. So I would highly recommend these. There's no break-in period, no blisters. They're just comfortable. Okay. So step up your summer wardrobe with washable, sustainable, stylish shoes and bags from Rothy's. You're going to head to rothys.com slash skinny to find your new warm weather favorites today. That is R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash skinny. I am telling you the ones to get, they are called the sneaker. Okay. They come in white. You're going to fall in love with these. I feel like you should just get two pairs. Who's your favorite actor? Don't lie. <laughs> like a favorite to work with. I, that Ooh, I've worked with so far. One. Yeah. I, I mean, Mark, who's my best friend. I've done like six movies with him. I okay. mean, he's such a class act and he's fun. And when you have your best friend, it's like, you know, it's like you bust each other's balls and shit like that. I don't know. I, I'd say probably Mark just because I've done. We're so close. But I, I everybody, I mean, 
De Niro, I just directed in my second movie. So like, he's an awesome, like class act. Do you I mean, ever just pinch yourself? I mean, that's wild. <laughs> when I was on that set directing, cause I'd produced five movies with Bob, you know, when I was on that particular set and I walked out and I got done with the first night of, and I, and, and I kept walking over to him to say, can you just make this adjustment? I need you da da da. And then my, my buddy who's been around for a long time was like, I just want you to know you're telling Bob De Niro what to do. And I was like, stop, you got to stop that right now. Cause I'm gonna have a fucking meltdown. But yes, I, when it was over, I was like, oh my God, what just happened? But in the moment I try to just do the job. Otherwise I think I'd have a meltdown. Like how crazy that his second movie <clears throat> directing, he's just directing Robert De Niro. No, it's wild. It's but yeah. wild. you also do acting yes, too. Yes, and she's so great. Yeah, you're being humble. Who's yeah. your favorite actor or actress to work with? You worked Ooh, with to work worked with? with Al Pacino. I did work with Al Pacino. I would have to probably that's say that's a pretty surreal moment. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, I didn't even remember my own name. They'd be like, "All right, we're gonna do, we're gonna start the yeah. the first scene." And I'm like, "Where am I? <laughs> I can't feel my legs." And the thing about Lala that's funny about her is she's like, I can like when we renovate our house, like I know what it's gonna look like. I'm a visual person; I can see it. She has a fucking meltdown when they tear a wall down because she can't. She can't literally handle, you know, until it's done. So when I tell her, like when she says to me, I'm going to go, I'm going to take this role. I'm going to work with Al Pacino. I go, you know, you're working with Al Pacino. So you need to go coach your ass off right now and, and really get ready. She's like, I know, I know. It's not a big deal. I, I got it. I, I, I made my coaching appointment. She takes it very seriously. But then when she shows up the day of, she's like, you haven't visualized like the, she hasn't visualized no. the moment. But when she's there, she's like, oh, fuck. holy shit, I'm with Al Pacino. Look, but she crushes it. It's just, I have to look at life like a hurdle race. And if I look up, I'm going to trip. So I have to just kind of keep my head down or else I'll get overwhelmed. Yeah. But I've always been that way. Always. Since I was a little kid, it was like the bigger picture just always overwhelmed me. You know, it's like the night before tell them about how you are the the night night before. before, Don't talk to me. I will rip your fucking balls off. (laughs) Don't look at me when I'm on set. I don't know you (laughs) like, don't talk to me, you know, especially when you're working with someone like Al Pacino, because I've done movies where I've I've been with Bruce Willis, who's obviously a legend, but there's something about Al Pacino. He's Al Pacino. Right. And I did like my first season on Vanderpump Rules. I remember some like Z-list blog came to me and I thought I was like so cool. Right. And they asked me if you could work with anybody, who would it be? And I said, Al Pacino, like I manifested the fuck out of that shit. And and, what, thing, and tell him what Al said to you after your scene where you kind of put him in check in that one moment. Did he ask you out? <laughs> I wish. I would have gone. I would have gone. I would go too. Sorry, get over it. Wow. There's certain people, they ask Lauren out. I'm like, listen, I get it. I go too. You know? Right. Brad there's Pickham's always the one around. person. He asked me, I might go too. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, get it. I get it. I, there's always going to be one person that you get a hall pass for. For yeah. Randall, it's Beyonce, Irina Shake, or Rihanna, obviously. Have fun. Michael gets a hall pass with Sloth from the Goonies. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, I don't think Lauren's giving me the hall pass. I was like, I don't know who it would be. I don't think there's any reality in those three. So no. I don't think, I think it's just kind of like, she'll just say shit. But and, I want the hall pass for those three as well. So yeah, see, it all works out. Insane. Okay. Maybe you can offer them a package deal. <laughs> a package deal. Yeah, yeah. Just go to them. Listen. You Rihanna, talked have... about this in your book. You grew up in Utah. Walk us through your childhood. Randall kind of told us about his. Tell us about yours. I grew up in Salt Lake. My dad was raised Mormon. My mom was raised uh, super Christian. So I was raised very spiritual. And 
just from the time I was very young. I think I was I was about seven when I walked into my mom's bathroom telling her that I wanted to be an actress. And I thought it was going to be this big, elaborate moment where like she dropped everything she was doing to tell me like, oh, my God, this is so huge. And she just told me it was like, oh, that's so cute for you. I love that. And I just was like always craving a big production out of life. And I would spend hours in front of the TV. I had zero interest in like the the story that was playing out, but like just how lucky these people were that they got to read a script and then just like act what they read and like become this character. So I always knew I wanted to be in entertainment. And I was bullied a lot. I kind of just found comfort in the arts with singing and I, I had very few friends. And I remember just always like when you would have to pick your classes, like once you got into junior high and high school, and I really didn't give a fuck about anything that I was doing as long as I got to take theater for two of my periods. Like if I could do that, then I was happy. And once I got to high school, my counselor would call me in daily, you guys to like ask me towards the end of the year, why have you not taken your SAT? I'm like, moving to Hollywood, I'm going to be fucking famous, obviously. Like, did you miss this memo? I'm confused. And she told me there's such a small percent chance that that's going to happen for you. So like you need a backup plan. So just to like make her happy, I was like, I'm going to the University of Hawaii. Like that's what we're doing. Excellent. And then my math was always shit. And I remember telling her, she was very concerned. I was like, all I need to do is be able to count my money. Like if I can do that, I'm going to be okay. And my my life just consisted of wanting to be in this world since the time I was a little kid. It was just acting, doing theater, doing musicals. Never in a million years did I think that I would end up on a reality TV show. It was like the last thing that I thought I would be doing. Why'd you say yes to that initially? The reason I said yes to it was because I had gone to a Target audition. And I remember on... I, I had moved to LA when I was 19 at first. And when I moved back, I only lasted six months. I had done a handful of auditions, but this round, this target audition had the call-in sheet, like the sign-in looked so different. Like they were asking how many social media followers you had. Hmm. I might've had 600. Like I just didn't care about it. And I ended up leaving because these girls had like hundreds of thousands of followers. And I was like, this is a thing. Like they're not even basing it off of anything else. And I left to get slammed at Sir, and Lisa was there and asked me like, do you, are you looking for a job? Like we're looking for a hostess. With that came a job on the show. And the only reason I took it was that I had seen that things had shifted and that your name, ha like it didn't matter how talented you were anymore. Like that was gonna shine through later. Right now it just mattered when someone watches you, are you going to bring in viewers? Yeah. Can you get attention? Can you grab attention? Exactly. Yeah. So I just said like, fuck it. I have nothing to lose the pay. I'm not even going to say what I got paid because it's like beyond low. And I just like took a chance. I really didn't know what was going to happen. And I will say Vanderpump rules gave me the confidence that I think I have today where I can walk into this world. Yes. I clap back at trolls. We know Lauren, I'm not going to do that anymore. 90 seconds 90 of time, seconds. but like I can, I can walk out the door without my makeup on and I, I can, I can feel good about the person that I am. And I think that Vanderpump Rules offered me that. And that's the reason why I can submit audition tapes still and really not give a fuck. I also think too, you being bullied set you up to be 
confident and strong when you were young. I know that sounds weird, but it probably no, gave you a couple of weird. the tools for what you dealt with on Vanderpump. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I developed a sharp tongue at a very young age because a lot of people say that I come across as like a hard chick. I've never gotten physical with anyone in my life. Actually, I pushed Kristen Doty down to the ground, but that was as far <laughs> as my uh, physical altercations went. And I just like that was my weapon. You know, when people would come for me, it was like, I'm going to attack you with my words and I have to fake it until I make it. Like, even though I want to crawl in a hole because of the way you're making me feel, I can't do that. I have to come to school. I have to be around you people. So instead, I'm going to assassinate you with what I say so that you just don't want to fucking talk to me How's anymore. How's fighting with Lala? It's a, it's a, <laughs> how, is, how do you do that? No, Give us no, some no. tips. If you follow me on Instagram stories, you know that I tested out plant-based life. I tried to just incorporate more plants and fruit into my diet. I wanted to try it. I wanted to be a human guinea pig and mix it up. And how I did that was just really crowding out things with plants and fruit. And how I did that was I just added a lot of plants, a lot of fruit, and then I had a meal delivery service, which is obviously Saqqara, straight to my door. They have the best, in my opinion, meal delivery service. It's plant-rich ingredients, you guys. The menu is always changing, so you're never bored. And it's the most beautiful situation you've ever seen straight to your door. They have these organic ready-to-eat meals, and all of their meals are designed to boost energy, improve digestion, and keep your skin glowing. You should also know that they have beauty drops, these like these drops that you put in your water. I'm obsessed, but my favorite thing, and if you get anything on their site when you're ordering your meals, you got to get the chlorophyll. So what I do is I wake up, I do a huge mason jar full of ice. I do mint, ginger, sometimes jalapeno, and then I put lemon in there and then I do drops of chlorophyll in it. I actually saw it on Kylie Jenner's Instagram a few months ago. And ever since, I think chlorophyll in the morning is so cleansing. It's my absolute favorite. So Cara has the best ones. So along with delicious plant-rich meals and chlorophyll drops, they also offer daily wellness essentials for optimal nutrition that support gut health, energy, immunity, and health. All the hot publications rave about them. Vogue, Goop, The New York Times. And right now, Sakara is offering all Skinny Confidential him and her listeners 20% off your first order when you go to sakara.com slash skinny, or you can enter code skinny at checkout. That's sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash skinny. You're going to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash skinny. Get the chlorophyll drops. I'm telling you. You, you just, can't you can't win because she's so quick and vicious when she's <laughs> mad. So I kind of retired from this subject maybe three weeks ago. I kind of gave up after five years. No, it was she's good. She's the best. There's no better. She's she could be president of the debate team. She could be president of. I mean, she, I, I don't know how to respond. She's very, very quick witted. Yeah, very quick witted, and to the point where I know I'm an intelligent, successful man. But she will make you question that. When, she, when, she, when you get done, she, I'll be like, Lala, you're wrong. Blah, 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 blah. Lala, I'm trying. 
Okay, maybe maybe you're right. Okay, I'm gonna go downstairs now. So, so I don't fight with I don't fight with her really. Listen, I really got a little I, bit more experience not, on me, and uh, you know, but I'm I'm sick of that. I'm sick of that excuse. You I lose, want him to lose, get a win, tattoo on his arm. I'm not joking. You think I'm being funny? I'm being dead serious. Yes, dear. I think I'm done with tattoos. Yes, dear. It's so easy. Yes, dear. It's two words to That's everything. That's pretty much where I've headed because honestly, it's fucking exhausting. It's, it. it's, exa- it's not go. worth it. It's, it's not, not worth it. Worth it. It's not. I fight in the office. I fight in work. I fight in business. You come home and she wants to have a fucking argument over the fucking pool chairs. Listen. Not interested. <laughs> you fucking win. You can have the yellow cabana for all I give a shit. Leave me alone. I was I'm talking done. the other I'm day. Done. And like I was saying, you know, like as I'm getting older, like alcohol is not serving me as much as it used to. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something. Not that I like, I, like I, I have a healthy relationship with the word. It's like it's not a no, lot. I know. But I'm just thanks for the disclaimer. Thanks just, for the disclaimer. With, I just can't keep up. And the other night we went to this wedding. Um, and my producer back there came and it was by the way I asked him for candy he says he has no candy what the fuck man what the fuck does Um, have candy you have a ball ass office you you should get candy well there should be something around yeah Yeah. there should be but okay you think (laughs) just saying um, he brought these there was no there was only um, beer and champagne and like I didn't want to drink a lot of beer and champagne makes you sick that's the worst so he brought some tequila that he hid in the bushes outside of the wedding rock star rock star we're drinking this and listen I couldn't see what I was doing and I maybe like who knows maybe I had COVID maybe I lost my taste because I just took that Stuff down pretty aggressively. Okay. I'm gonna get a lot of shit for that one. I'm just kidding. I did not have COVID. I just couldn't taste the tequila. But, <laughs> disclaimer number two. Disclaimer number two. He's good. Yes. But um, so I had a little too much. A and, little? What? And I was and I like said some dumb things for which I won't repeat. And I and the next morning I woke I'll up, she goes, Hey, she goes, We're going for a walk. Oh, That's my thing. I've dead. taken for a walk. I knew okay. I don't get that ever. A no. long walk. I laid wow. in nature. Just wow. get me in the bird. Wow. Oh, you get that. You I, know you're fucked. This fish walk hooked his penis. Was, I was so fucked on this walk. And I was hung over and I was just getting demolished. And I just was time to go for him when he's hung over too. Right when he's hung over. That's when you're so Wake him up. So I think if anything oh, I that. gets me to quit. I don't like, like, Maybe I just don't drink at all anymore because if I have to go on another one of those fucking yeah, walks like your, that, I'm done. Jump out the window. Yeah, yeah. I'm done. I have a question. Yeah. I have a oh question. my God. That sounds what like time torture. did you go to sleep? What time was the walk? I just want to understand the pain. Um, the walk was like kind of first thing in the morning. I didn't go to sleep too late. Maybe midnight. Oh, yeah. okay. So oh. it wasn't 7 a.m. Maybe clocked out. But the wedding started early. <laughs> the wedding was what five? Wait, so, when did you start drinking? Four? Yeah, like yeah, whenever it, it started. Great. Yeah, it you didn't really fall asleep. You more just like passed great. out. It wasn't great. What does that mean exactly? It just means that I'm gonna pull out every single issue that I've had for the last two weeks and oh, put it into one. Oh, you know, my and just God. put it all into one. She's yep. really good at compounding interest. Lift up the carpet, pull yeah. it all. No, like, by the way, saving this, this yeah. for you. Yeah, The reason I don't fight. I try not to. I mean, it happens. We're a couple. But the reason I try not to fight is because she doesn't fight fair. She doesn't fight with the issue on the table. She takes that issue plus the 70 fucking other issues yeah. for the last four years. Doesn't? Yeah. I, well, what it's like it, it's you're, you're missing thing. it. You think that this is all it's about? <laughs> this is the fucking cherry, bro. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Resentment. Resentment. <laughs> No, I'll resent yeah. specialty. Don't and take it. any of our advice who's ever listening. I want to know <laughs> the exact... No. Don't go for a walk. I want to know the exact second that you guys met, and then I want to know when you guys fell in love with each other. Mm. Do you remember? Yeah, I remember. Do you, Rand? Yeah, no, yeah I remember. Rand, do you remember? I'm old, so I fucking... <laughs> yeah. you know, I, Speaking of fighting, do you remember? Yeah. I remember... I remember I, oh, at least I feel we fell in love. I remember that moment. And when we met, yeah, of course I know when we met. I mean, but we you, met at Sir. 
Yeah, but you. you I was hosting my little ass off. She had been on one episode of the show at that point, the first episode that she had ever appeared in. We had this funny thing with a lot of, let's say, like higher profile entertainment people that were fans of the show. So every like not every Christmas, but like this Christmas before we went on break, we had our company Christmas dinner at Sir with a lot of people in the industry that you'd be shocked love this show. And we were all so excited. We're like, we're going and we're going to see the cast <laughs> of Vanderpump and everybody. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So we all went and it was like 30 of us and we get there and I already had cocktails in the office. Like I was already feeling like it's, we're going to the holidays. I'm going to Miami yeah, yeah, for yeah. Christmas, you know, like let's let, let's let it rip. And we walked in and she was at the host stand and I was like, oh my God, that girl is. He sent in, he sent his assistant over to me. Who's like a larger version of Randall, but like equally yeah. as chaotic. <laughs> and he's like talking to me like, oh yeah, you're an actress. You want to be in movies. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, Duh, don't we all? You think I want to be working at this hostess stand right now? So but she, you gave me, me no you gave me no love. You no, I no gave love. you no you love. You said go to my Instagram. She told I him. I sent him go to, to my Instagram. Instagram page to find my uh, manager's contact. So I called oh, wow. the manager. I thought he was like some like some small Joe Blow. You know, like who would be lucky to have me in <laughs> but a I film. was I was living my best life in the party and I was like she's stunning and and then I called the manager and I was like you know, we at the time we were doing a film that she ended up doing, and and uh, and and the thing is, the studio at that time loved reality. Like they, they, I mean, they still do, but they loved anybody that was on a show in 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 these roles. So I called them and I said, "Well, what do you think of this show, Vanderpump Rules?" Oh, it's great. They would she promote it? I go, "I don't know her, but I'll call." It's like they call the call the manager. So I call the manager, and the manager said, "I'll call you back." And the manager called you. Called me. He was like, "Did you meet a Randall Emmett last night?" I was like, "Oh yeah, that guy." He was like, yeah, you need to look him up because you have a an audition with him for this movie called The Row. For the director, and, for the director, yeah. Correct. Yeah. And after, you know, we do that whole like meeting with the team, I have my manager at the time there. And then- No, but tell after, him about when we were at that lunch. Right, we I, go to this lunch at Chow's and I forgot my manager was even there. There was something about Randall. I didn't know, he was so different from anybody I had ever been with in my entire life. And he just had this like- I, I felt safe. I felt entertained. He made me laugh. There was something that I was intrigued by. So right? I, t I told her that I'm going to Sun. I, I, like she's from Utah. And I was like, oh my God, Sundance this month. This is in January. And we had met in December. I mean, we didn't really meet, but like, and I said, oh, I'm going to Sundance. And she's like, I have an appearance then. And then she's like, but take my number. She's like, take my number. So you have it. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. And then, and then we started talking. Yeah, After we talked. We never saw months, each other for again. Months, months. We were texting, months. like, and and it was nothing flirtatious. No, it was just we very just, like sure casual. <laughs> oh no, three he months. was he uh, was definitely months. like you know getting his rocks off to no, every that's text. Good, the, with guys, you always make them come to you. Oh of no, course. I was I was pursuing. I was in full throttle yeah, yeah, mode, yeah, yeah. and then one hundred percent. And then three months later, I was going to New York, and she and we had decided like, oh, let's go to New York together. And at the last minute, she I'm just summarizing. And the last yeah. minute. She's like, she's like, you know, I, I can't go to New York. You know, I, I don't yeah. think it's a good idea. Her mom in the book, you know, says, to, I guess, told her, don't go to New York. You know, she's like, you got to keep this professional. Like, but if we you want like to be an actor, you can't be like going out with this guy to New York. But Doesn't we were make like, any sense. but we were like into each other. Like we were really into each other. But she, since she canceled. But the trip's a big, the, the trip, if you lock him in a trip, that's a big step. That's, that's like, a huge step. Right, and she was locked in. Yeah, we were, yeah, we were yeah, going yeah. on a trip together. I like, listen, I'm not good. I like your moves. But by the way, three months. I mean, this was like, I at that time she was banned from 
from Andy Cohen for drinking. I was banned from Bam. Watch What Happens Live because I cussed too much. I, uh, every other word was the F word. So Andy Cohen said, I, I'll never have her back on my show. She's disgusting. So she cancels the trip. She cancels the trip on trip. me. And I'm like, what the fuck? I still got to go to New York. Literally the same day same I get day. a call from my manager saying, you'll never believe it. Andy Cohen wants to give you another shot at Watch uh, What Happens Out of the Live. blue. And I, I don't even know she's there. I have to leave for New watch, York you know. the exact same time that I was supposed to. It was like the stars were aligned. Yeah. Like the universe was like pushing us together. So she calls me back and she goes, guess what? I'm going to New York. Bravo's flying me out for Andy Cohen. Are you still going? I was like, yeah. But now I'm like kind of like a little bent. Like what? Like you just threw me under the car or the bus or whatever. <laughs> so anyway, so she flies there and I fly there, but separate. And then she goes, I get done at like midnight. Do you want to do something? And I was like, obviously. <laughs> so I was like, so I don't know if she wants to have a romantic night or like a party night. Cause I don't know her at all. And she, and I, so I go, I have a reservation at El Molino downtown. That's, That's a my great spot. Place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Love that place. And, or we go to Tao. Cause like, no, we'll set it up and, and we'll have a party night. But I don't know. She goes, let's go to Tao. And I'm like, okay. Keep in mind, this was when I was living my best life. Like drinking cocktails. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. And I was like, I was in this stage of life where I was, <laughs> I was in like a hoe phase, right? Okay. It was All like, right. I had gotten rid of like is a bad necessary? relationship. I was like, bring them out. We Let's love a hoe drink. Phase. You got to have a hoe phase. He's what took me out of the hoe face. Oh my God. But I was just like down for a really fucking good time. Okay. Okay. That's, Literally, if you said it, I got it three times. Down for a good time. <laughs> You're a hoe. I get it. I love you. Okay. Now can we move past the hoe moment We're into the romantic to, moment? Yes. Okay. We go to dinner. I touch his leg underneath the table. Oh, oh, oh that, rewind, rewind. Oh my I, God, Randall, you I want you to tell ramble. the part about when you brought the friends and I was really upset. Okay, so, chill out. So, <laughs> you got to understand. So I land in New York. I'm so excited. I'm like nervous. Like I'm like You think 15. you're going on a date? Yes. Yeah. And I call the hairstylist to come to the hotel to trim oh, up what's left of my hair. Oh, that is so cute. I, I have the tequila room service. I'm feeling no pain. She texts me. She's like, I can't wait to see you. I'm like, me too. I'm like, it's on. I go to Tao, I'm waiting, I'm like 20 minutes early, and she walks in with her two best fucking friends. Ooh. Like, what the fuck just happened? Gotta roll with the gays. That's chess. That's you know? a good move. No, yeah, not I think cool. it's a great move. I was move. pissed. So I'm like, I'm already texting all my friends in New York, like, this is bullshit. I'm going out. Like, it's not going to happen. We sit down at the table, and yeah. now, okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Finish. And it's, we're just vibing, you know, it's always fun when the conversation's easy. Right. And I just like felt the need to like, let him know I see you. So I just like touched his leg. And after that, Hell it was like, hand. held his hand. After that, we go to no, we town start, nightclub. We start kissing on the table. Randall, this is not the cliff note version. You're giving every detail. <laughs> I love you so much. But this is a magical so fucking much. moment. We made out at the, the, made out at the club whatever, for the first the time. Okay, you whatever. raised his thigh. Yeah. He came. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't take much. And then we kiss That's in the club. That's still all I have to do. We kiss in the club, and then we've been together ever since And then I night. let him hit it the first night, and we were inseparable Unse ever since. Inseparable. But sometimes it's good to let him hit it the first night. Did you guys hit it the first night? Do blowjobs in the parking lot at Tory Pines With High Ants, School count when we like were 13? Yeah. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> Wait, how long have you guys known each other? I've known since we were 12. Okay, I gotta say that. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. It hasn't been that uh, um, consistent. Wait, <laughs> I, I would like to know because I think this is really important and to me this was important. There's a lot of people that are sober curious. You stop drinking. Yes. You're done. It's Two years into the relationship. Do you feel better? Like, talk to us about like what it looked like before and what it looks like now. I love that you asked that question because there there was a part of the book that I, I really opened up about things that I had done during my my drinking days. And 
for example, like the toothbrush made headlines. It was like very entertaining for people to read. Got it. That's great. But for me, it was opening up about the choices that I was making when I was drinking. A lot of people didn't see like they just saw Lala down to have a good time. Come out. We'll have drinks. But then the next morning, everyone else had normal days. I didn't have a normal day. I was depressed. And the only thing from keeping me from having these thoughts of like, I don't need to be on this earth anymore was picking up another drink. So it was just this vicious cycle for me. And, you know, I would get just enraged at something, like something would happen where I would have one drink too many. And it was just like, Lala has exited the building. And now like, she's about to light the city on fire. It happened often. And, you know, I wish I could say, actually, I don't wish I could say, I feel very grateful that my rock bottom doesn't look like a lot of other people's because a lot of people have to lose everything before they say like something has to change. That didn't happen for me. I woke up one morning after I had been drinking literally morning until night in Disney World with 26 of our family members, children included. And I woke up the next day after landing in LA and I was like, I'm fucking done. I'm, I'm never living this way ever again. And I went to Randall's office and what I didn't know is he had written me a letter that was basically saying, I can't be with you anymore until you go and get help. And he didn't even have to give it to me because I walked in his office and I just said, I'm, I'm letting you know I'm identifying as an alcoholic. And I'm, I'm getting help today. And without that moment, like this life that I have would not exist. Randall would be gone. My businesses would be non-existent and my daughter would not be here. So a lot of people will sit here and say, at some point you can have a glass of wine. It's like, I don't think you realize what my life was like. I don't want to say who said this, but we were at a lunch and we were with our friends and Randall made a joke like, oh, Lala started drinking again. And one of my when they friends, showed up, when they showed when up, they showed not, up. not like for real. I was like, oh, she, she was like joking. I was playing. And my friend goes, you did. Oh, my gosh. Mm. And I was just like, do you realize how fucking heartbreaking that would be for so many people around me if I had started drinking again? I so, don't think people realize, like even her close friends, how dark it got. So I think that unless you saw, like she wasn't showing the world, her her world, her friends, her close best friends, they just thought she was a good time. Like drink two, till 2 a.m. and then she'd go home and they never saw the aftermath. They never saw right. the darkness. And when her dad passed away, it got, you know, dark. When my dad passed away, like there were, and I'm I'm the type of person that believes that alcoholism is a progressive disease. And, you know, there were just moments in my life that triggered it to get worse and worse. And my dad passing was when I would get ready for bed. I'd be fucking slammed. I'd brush my teeth and then I would go and get a bottle of champagne out of the fridge and I would just drink it until I fell asleep. And the next morning I would finish the bottle, warm, disgusting champagne. And it, it would just and there, it was a cycle again. that never ended. It once the once her she already was deep in her disease, but 
But when the, her dad passed away, it was seven days a week, 24 hours a day. I mean, yeah. I mean and, and except when she slept. What, was, what did you do as her partner to help her? Like when you see her waking up, she's drinking warm champagne in the morning after drinking the whole bottle. Like what did you? It's hard. because I, I wasn't. I wasn't there a lot in the next day because she had an apartment at that time. He had tried to to put an end to it many times. The problem I try, is I tried with remember I didn't know how bad it was. So you got to understand that the day drinking and the morning drinking was all hidden from me. I go to the office, I go to work the next day. So if we were out the night before, I wake up the next day, I go to the office. You don't I don't know it. she's slamming cocktails at the Grove at 11 a.m. with all of her friends to medicate through the through the night before. And it's a, a cycle. It wasn't only until it, when her dad passed away. That's when I knew that th this is this is going to be I, I can't live in this anymore. It was getting to that that point. I think he knew that there was a, a deep issue. But my whole thing is like you you can't get someone sober. They have to come to the realization that it's no longer fitting into their lives and it's not making it any better. And they, they have to do it on their own. No one can get you sober. I took I, her, we went to, we went to couples therapy a couple times over the drinking earlier on. And I, and I, and the therapist said, okay, Lala, you're only going to be drinking at night because Randall's not comfortable because it was starting to get out of control. So we tried that and that went lasted like two weeks. And then she's like, fuck this. I'm not fucking drinking after eight, six o'clock. This bullshit. And then it would start and then the whole thing. And then I think I realized she was an alcoholic the first time before her dad, right before her dad passes, when we were out by the pool at nine in the morning, swimming, swimming. And she came out with a coffee mug. And I was like, you sound like a little off. And I was like, let, let me have that coffee mug. And, she, and I picked it up to, to chase it and she threw it off the balcony. And then I knew that, okay, now she's hiding her drinking. Like that's the first time and I that, ever saw it. And like it. once it gets to the point of hiding, like then it's gonna- it's, Oh, that's a, that's a real issue. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and at Disney World- It's not like you're out like, hey, I'm having a mimosa. No, like, she's full out like drinking. At that point you were- No, it was dark. Yeah. It was I, I very tried, dark. I tried to address it many times for about six months leading up to her dad's passing. And then when her dad passed and it, she, she couldn't hide it anymore because, you know, I catch her in the car. It's upsetting. Yeah, I get it. It's hard to talk about. Yeah. I think, though, that you guys opening up about this will help so many people because what people don't understand, my sister was a heroin addict. I've talked about it a lot on this podcast is that the people around the addict get pulled in and yeah. it's, it becomes I mean, you probably understand this because of AA, but I mean, people who are listening, maybe don't know the people around you don't Earth. know what to do and they no. start right. they start enabling it yeah. and making it worse i mean at least in my experience she had a lot of enablers right. i mean all of her friends and and i'm not i'm not blaming anybody because she was a professional drinker so you like any addict will hide and and bring people who will enable right i was the uh, like i love to go out i still do but I didn't know that at 1 a.m. when I want to go home or 12 or 1130 because it's a Tuesday. And then she's insulting me because there's two vodkas on the table. And she's like, you're a pussy. You don't drink that. Pussies leave drinks on the table. That's the kind of shit. And then I would just leave. Like, I'd be like, fuck this. It's, a, it's yeah. Tuesday. And then I would drink them for him. Yeah. But it, it got to that point. And then and then the the darkness and the 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 anger and the alcohol, it, then, it, then she couldn't hide it anymore. And Disney World was was the end for me. I barely saw her. I mean, she was there with her whole family. I mean, I, I mean, she, yeah, would, no, my, she would, I could she not have cared less about anything else except for where the bar was and where my next drink was coming from. Like, is there a bar 
at Disney World. But I knew after Disney, I knew after Disney it was over for me. Like I, I was already at that point. Two months before that, I I couldn't be. I, I didn't want to be around it anymore. And 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 it was dark. And then at Disney, I wrote the letter that I was going to give to her to, to end the relationship. I, I had a you know. And then we got back to L.A. And she came in the office the next day. Right? Yeah. The next day. Yeah. yeah. Look where you guys are now that you have a yeah. beautiful yeah, yeah, daughter. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this conversation no, is inspiring so many people. Your book, everything. You're so open about it. Yeah. There's not a lot of people that are this open about it. I think. Yeah, we think, are. We've talked about it a lot because I think for somebody that, like you said, it was around and didn't know how, like thought, you know, you think it's one thing, then you realize it's another thing. And then all of a sudden you realize how, how far it is. But the last thing I just want to say is that the irony of God's blessings, I think, and and how God, there's a higher power, whatever your higher power is, is that the day that she decided to tell me she was an alcoholic is the day. Sorry. It's okay. I was going to read the letter. So. Oh, it was the day you were going to tell her about the Yeah. Letter. And that day she that's, came in the that's, office. That's a miracle. It yeah. is a miracle. I mean, that's a miracle. I know. Because, and that we wouldn't have Because a that could child. potentially have set you completely over the edge. Oh my God. Yeah. I, oh, had she, that yeah. happened. Yes. I, I believe that that would have, I would have lost everything. And, you know, I was making really horrific decisions, you know, that would not only affect me, but people around me, you know, yeah. I, I would get in a car slammed and drink and drive. I just, there's this thing we call it. I have this guilt where I look around and I'll sit in rooms with people and they're like, you know, I spent X amount of years in jail because I hit a family when I was drinking and driving. And I sit here and this like guilt sits on my soul because like, how the fuck did I live this way for so long and nothing ever happened to me? But she was a minute away from, from something catastrophic. No, it would have happened. You were blessed that you like, what, what did I do right in my life that would make me be able to live so recklessly Without any consequences, you know. I mean, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. Yeah. It's a miracle. I don't really have. There's no nothing more than it's a yeah. miracle. And yeah. It's like timing, and now you guys have a daughter <laughs> yeah. that, you w- that you wouldn't have had. No, like, nothing. That's why None I think it. it's probably so emotional for you yeah. because you wouldn't have had the daughter had that gone differently. Oh, never. That's and I used to always say, like, I'll stop drinking when I get pregnant. Like, <laughs> it's nine fucking months. I'll be over ha- like the drinking when I have to give it up because I'm pregnant. And that's not how it works. I know exactly how it works. Would have gotten pregnant. I would have been having wine because some people say that you can have wine while you're <laughs> pregnant. But instead of having one glass, I would have had a bottle. It just, it would have been such a fucking shit show because I didn't care about anybody around me. Yeah. You know? Well, look at you now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you <laughs> got to you you give yourself, you got to give yourself three credit. Three years, almost three years sober. I, we are <laughs> going on you guys' podcast right now to do a swap. Before you guys go, I mean, you guys left our audience with inspiration, <laughs> was, a lot of emotion. Yeah. <laughs> you're funny. You're, you hit all. Yeah. No, yeah. do we get too heavy? You hit all. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. We've had a lot of people cry on the podcast, and I think. <laughs> Mostly no, me. I think that Mostly me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should have a fight on the podcast just so everyone's not. Yeah. <laughs> not today. Um, not I want to know about what you're doing now and, and your baby and all the good things that are in your life because it sounds like you got sober. Yes, that's exactly why. Um, I think my, my sobriety comes before anything because without it, 
nothing good can come into my life. So we are expanding Give Them Lala Beauty. I'm so excited to see what the brand has done. It allowed me to venture into Give Them Lala Skin. And then I started Give Them Lala Baby once I found out I was pregnant so that, you know, it's it's so much fun to like dress your baby up like she's your doll. So those are my projects that I'm working on. And Randall and I are going on tour starting November 30th. Give Them Lala Live. So yeah, we're just, you know, we're just making it work. And for you, what's what's up and coming? I'm sure. Oh, just I'm um, just movie. Uh I directed just movie. A, just movie. Just movie. No. <laughs> I directed I directed a movie with De Niro and Malkovich and oh, Jack no Houston. Yeah, no, no big deal. <laughs> come out next year. Just I'm glad I went first. Yeah, just, a, just you know, that old shit. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's it. your Instagrams where everyone can find you and your podcast? You can find me at Lala Kent on Instagram. And our podcast is called Give Them Lala with Randall. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. And my Instagram is Randall Emmett Films. Don't you d- dare go to Randall's Instagram and not give him love. Can everyone yes. go and give Randall love? He, <laughs> he needs deserves love. So it. does Lala, both of them. Go, let's go give positive. Yes. Randall's nice. Randall's like a nice human. Manifest <laughs> what you want to manifest. If you're a positive person and you want to go give them love, go to their Instagram right now. Thank you guys for coming on. You can Thanks. come back anytime. I could have asked awesome. you 6,000 more questions. <laughs> I had so much awesome. fun. This time, fun. I, I mean, honestly, anytime you want to come back on. Open it. No, thank you. And we're, we're going on their podcast go listen right now you guys and we'll see you next time wait before you go do you want to win a copy of lala kent's book give them lala i think you all are gonna love it all you have to do is tell us your favorite part of this episode on my latest instagram at lauren bostick and make sure you've rated and reviewed the show on itunes it takes five seconds and if this show has brought you any kind of value send it to a friend share it we love seeing you guys mentions on instagram story and we always repost on at tsc podcast